Welcome to the Community Church Podcast, your place to belong. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this week's message. I hope that it blesses and encourages you. We are so glad that you're with us, and I want to share a word that God dropped in my heart. Uh, about sacrifice, especially in a season like this where, you know, there's a lot of tension going on with a lot of things, including mandatory mask use and all that kind of stuff. And, and I want to just uh, share my heart, uh, and we'll go to Luke chapter 14 uh, in a few moments, verse 25 and on. A few years ago, uh, Cor and I took a trip to L.A., and uh, a few months prior to us taking this trip, uh, a lady walked into my office and she said, Pastor Craig, I really felt led to uh, give you this book, and it was called God's General, uh, God's Generals by uh, Roberts Learden, and uh, and it's basically about all of these men and women of God that have done significant things for the kingdom of God, especially in the early 1900s, revivals, miracles, all this kind of stuff. And she said, you know, I want you uh, to take this book, and I just feel like you need to read it. And uh, and you know, it's funny because anybody that knows me, I'm not an avid reader. Uh, I like to watch movies, I like to listen to podcasts, all that good stuff, but when it comes to reading, it's not my favorite thing to do, so I have to actually schedule and force myself uh, to read. In fact, I picked up a book yesterday at Indigo uh, for, for my, uh, and Cora's probably listening to this right now going, really, he bought a book? Um, and, uh, and so I'm hoping to do a little bit of reading this week as I'm off, and, uh, and as the team uh, gets ready for next week and all that good stuff, but... Um, I'm not an avid reader, and I left the book sitting on my desk for months until we took this trip to L.A., and uh, I decided to take it with me because it's a long flight, and uh, you can only watch so many movies, or maybe you're an avid movie watcher, so you can watch as much as you can when you're on a flight that long, but I took it with me because I felt in my spirit I needed to. And part of the reason was I was in that season and that stage in my life where, you know, it was a bit of a, a, a wrestle when it came to the mission and the calling of God, and and, and I just felt impressed in my heart to take the book. And so as I began to read it on the flight, my heart began to melt. My, my eyes began to open. And I just began to, the, the idea of the mission, which I'm in that season again. I shared that with you a few weeks ago that, that I'm reminded if there's one thing that COVID has taught uh, me other than, you know, make sure you wash your hands for more than 20 seconds and hand sanitizer all over the place and, and, and whatever. I, you know, the one thing that has reminded me is that life is, is but a mist. It's here today, gone tomorrow, and things can change very quickly. And, and it just reminds me of the gospel and the mission to share the gospel with people that don't know Jesus. And, and I'm stirred again. And so this week, as I'm sitting in my office, and over the last number of weeks, some of the messages that I've shared with you, you know, that's been kind of stirring in my heart. We talked about devotion last week, and I want to talk about sacrifice, because the one thing that I marveled at as I read this book was the sacrifice that was required in order for them to see the move of God that they saw. And as I was reading the book, I was like, God, I want this. I want, I want the miracles. I want to see the revival. I want to see people coming to Jesus. I, I, I want to see, you know, again, shout out. I do this all the time on a Sunday, but the ministry that Marcel not is a part of and, uh, and, and just going from town to town and sharing the gospel and people getting healed. I'm like, God, I want that. And I remember the same, that the question that God asked me back then as I was reading the book and the question that I asked myself and the question that I throw out for everybody here today. So I asked myself, am I willing to sacrifice to that level to accomplish God's will, God's desire for my community? Not just for the people that come to my church, not just for those that show up in a parking lot, not for just those that, that, that are watching this online right now or might watch it later on in the week. 
though you are absolutely 100% valuable and meaningful to us, and, and we're grateful that you're here, and we're honored to be a part of the ministry here, we realize that, that the extent of the call of God is beyond the church walls, that that's where it begins. We equip, and then we go out, and we evangelize. We share faith. We, we love on people. We represent Christ. We reflect Christ in character and attitude and everything that we do, and I remember sitting there in that moment going, God, I want this, and the Lord just saying, yeah, but are you prepared to make a sacrifice like that? And that's an interesting question because I don't know if you're ever really prepared until you find yourself in a moment where God's asking you to sacrifice. And there was a moment in Luke chapter 14 where the crowds were following Jesus and, and, and you know, they, they were having fun. They were watching all the miracles and they were on their way to Jerusalem. And remember, Jerusalem is the, is the, is the, the center. It's the, it's the climax of the moment that he's making his way. These are the final moments. He's making his way to make the ultimate sacrifice for all of mankind. And throughout the, the journey, he's doing healings and he's, he's revealing God and he's He's showing himself and he's showing power and, and, and he's teaching his disciples and he's preparing them. And, and this crowd begins to follow as they're making their way to Jerusalem. And Jesus stops them dead in their tracks and he stops the crowd for a moment and he gets real with them. And he looks at them and I, I want to look at verse 45, or sorry, 25. It says this, large crowds were traveling with Jesus and turning to them, he said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate their father or their mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters, yes, even their own life. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Jesus? At this point, man, it's been pretty kind, right? Like, it's been pretty gracious, pretty, pretty nice, you know? He's doing all these miracles, and all of a sudden he stops and turns around. And he goes, hey, listen, if you don't hate, now you got to remember the word hate here is not... Uh, the kind of blunt emotion that we think of when we think of hate. But it would have felt that way a little bit to the hearers of, of the crowd because family loyalty was what it was all about. You just didn't disrespect or dishonor. You, you loved your family. It's like thick and thin, man. We're in this thing. Jesus said, even your own life. Listen to what, look at what he says. He goes, man, such a person cannot be my disciple. If you love them more than you love me, and last week, remember, I hit on the whole devotion thing. If you love something more than Jesus, then we've got to switch gears because Jesus was blunt about it. He's like, hey, listen, plain and simple. He can't be a disciple. You just can't. You can't follow me. And then he goes on and he, 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 he takes it one step further and he says, listen, and, and he's referring to what's about to happen in this moment uh, leading up to, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Golgotha, Calvary and the cross. And he says, listen, anybody who does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Do you know what message would have been sent to them? If you're not guilty of a crime. If you can't be a criminal. And he's not talking about, you know, a, a rebellion against society or a law, but he's talking about a rebellion towards sin and learn to carry your cross which was the journey of Jesus Jesus was looked upon and seen as just nothing but a criminal he's like you can't carry your cross there's no turning back in fact I love what one scholar said he's like listen 
when you carried your cross, it was a one-way journey. There was no turning back. There was no, no second-guessing what you're doing. You're in it, and you're all the way in. And, and again, here's this moment. Jesus is calling out their devotion, and he's now talking about sacrifice. And, and, and if you push forward a little bit, verse 33 says this, and those of you do, that do not give up, and that word give up means to say goodbye to everything, cannot be my disciples. Wow, again, if you don't give up everything, you don't give up your, your right, you don't give up your future. You know, if God asks you to give up something that you thoroughly enjoy, the question is, would we? And that's revealing. In fact, you know, community, you've, you've often heard me say this many, many times. In fact, I've done this as a youth pastor, as a pastor. There are times I will ask people to do something, not because I want them to do it, but because I want to see the level of submission and sacrifice or where their heart is. I remember years ago as a youth pastor, uh, you know, and... Uh, it was like, I think I've told this story before. It was like 3 a.m. in the morning, and my students were still up. I know, I know, it's bad. Pastor Craig, man, students on our youth retreat staying up till 3 a.m. in the morning. But they were up, and they were having some fun. And I was out there having some fun with them. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, a fire alarm goes off. And so I looked at one of my youth leaders, and I was like, listen, there's a phone number here at this spot, in this location. I want you to call the camp director because we couldn't figure out how to turn off this fire alarm. And, and it went on for about an hour. And good thing the retreat center was in the middle of nowhere. So you couldn't, you know, nobody else is going to hear us. No other, you know, farm or neighbor or anything like that. And, 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 and I remember the youth leader looking at me and he's like, he's like, are you serious? You, you want me to call this lady at three o'clock in the morning to drive all the way out here to turn off this fire alarm? I'm like, dude, someone's got to turn it off. And I don't know how to do it. You don't know how to do it. We've been at it for 20 minutes. It's got to go off. He's like, PC, I cannot call this person. I'm like, you have to. Now, I could have picked up the phone. I could have done it. But in the season and in the, in, in the stage that this youth leader was, and, and they were making their way towards wanting to be in full-time ministry, I'm like, there are just some things in your, in your calling, my friend, that you will have to do that you're not going to like doing. And this is just another moment to see where you are in the way of your attitude and your perspective with regard to sacrifice and doing what needs to be done, even when it's not popular, even when it puts you in an awkward spot, even when you have to have that conversation that you don't necessarily want to have. And so he went and made the phone call. That was the end of the conversation. And sometimes I think God does that on purpose. I think sometimes God, you know, he tests us a little bit just to kind of see. And in this moment, I think Jesus was looking at the crowd and he knew full well that it was great to follow Jesus when everything is good. When everything is just working out all smooth and it's, it's all right, but it's in those rough spots or those moments that are awkward, that's where it gets challenging, but that's where faith kicks in. And that really reveals the condition of our heart. Sacrifice or the call to sacrifice, whatever it is, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, can reveal a lot about ourselves. And Jesus wanted to see who's really going to walk this journey with me. And we read it a couple of weeks ago. Even Peter couldn't walk the journey. And he was convinced that he can do it. 
And I just feel like in this season, and I felt like God just dropping on my heart when it comes to the mission and the ministry and and as things begin to loosen in the way of restrictions, and of course we step into a new norm, and we're doing online and all the technical stuff. I mean, you you know those of us that were here, in fact, those who were watching online, you know the delay because we things weren't working smoothly because we're outside. It's hot out here, you know things are overheating and all that kind of stuff. And 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 you know like, but but we're gonna we're gonna continue to move forward and as we're moving forward, and we're trying to make sure that we have an online presence that's strong and that it's sharing the gospel and continue to minister to those that are inside the house? What's ministry going to look like six months from now, a year from now? What ministries are going to get started? How are we going to do community groups? All these different things. And I'm reminded all along the way that it's going to require sacrifice. And in the same way, and in a loving way, in a gracious way, I ask you the same thing. Where's your level of sacrifice? Are you part of the crowd? That's in it just because it's popular, because it's good, it feels good, it, you know, it works into your schedule. Are you doing it because you deeply love Jesus? Because you're committed to him and your level and your perspective on sacrifice and the things that he asked you to let go of. He was asking some pretty big asks in this moment. Right? Family. He wasn't saying don't love your family. He was just saying, hey, listen, if I asked you to give up everything, which he did to the disciples, he's like, hey, listen, if I'm going to get you to give up everything, would you do it? Time, resource, the things that you enjoy. It's a great question. But as you're mulling that over, let me ask you this. Because I think this might help us, and it certainly helps me when I start thinking about the sacrifices that Jesus calls me to, whether it's on a daily basis or, you know, a weekly basis or over the last 20 plus years in full-time ministry, some of the sacrifices that I've had to make, and I'm sure you've had to make many sacrifices, whether it's, you know, if you were a part of the last few years and raising money towards, you know, uh, you know pay, paying off the building and, you know, of course, still doing that above and beyond our tithe, you've made some incredible sacrifices. That's what I, it's one of the things that I admire about community being able to pay off that debt. And I often have to remind myself, do I trust Jesus? Because here for me, sacrifice is about trust. Do I trust Jesus enough that the sacrifice that he is asking me is small in relationship to the reward that's about to come, whether it's on me or on my church or on my community or the people around me? Do I trust Jesus enough that no matter what he asks of me, whatever he calls, whether it's my resource, my time, maybe even my feeling of of inadequacy and I don't have the ability to do something, do I trust Jesus enough that he's going to work in it and through it? Because here's the thing, I don't know about you, man, but every time I look at, you know, the previous years, I think about all the sacrifices that God's asked me to make. When I look at the scripture, when I look at all of the moments that he asked men and women throughout the Bible to make major sacrifices, when I think about all the sacrifices that, going back to the, the book God's Generals from Robert uh, Robert's Learden, when I think about, you know, all the things that they had to let go of in order to see a powerful move of God 
through their lives. You know what's cool? There's never been a moment that God bailed on them. He always followed through. And you know what's really amazing about God, and you know this, and maybe this is just a word of encouragement for somebody that's going through something, or maybe, maybe you're in that moment where you are facing a sense that God's calling you this level of sacrifice. The powerful thing about God is that he has this uncanny ability to accomplish his purposes while still at the same time orchestrating the fulfillment of his promises on your life. That no matter what he calls you to, no matter what he asks of you, no matter what, you, what he's saying, I want you to give up. And it could be temporary. It could be long term. It could be a lot of different things. It's going to look different for every person. The question is, is the attitude of my heart there? Am I ready? Am I willing? God, where am I at? I want to serve you. I want to see move of God. I want to see my community come to Christ. I want community church to grow. I want, I want students to grow in their faith. I want children to grow in their faith. I want to be strong and a part of the kingdom of God. Active participants in what God is doing. Do I trust God enough that in the moments that he asks me to sacrifice, that it's going to be small in comparison to the reward or the fruitfulness that will come from it? And do I trust him enough to know that while I'm working out and walking out his purposes, that he's still taking care of me with his promises? He's never bailed, ever bailed. I'll give you the last one. I'm going to ask Hillary to come back. I think part of the reason why Jesus asks, and, and, and I want to say this for me when it comes to the ask from Jesus. It's never an, uh, an, an if, it's really a when. It will come. It's a guarantee, right? You know? The old saying, right? Death and taxes, right? Those are certainties in life, right? Now you can add wearing a mask indoors, you know, kind of a thing. The call to sacrifice is a part of the call to be a disciple of Jesus. And if we're not willing to sacrifice, Jesus was really pretty clear. He's like, hey, listen, I love you, but you really can't follow me. And here's why. Sometimes I wonder if God asks us because he knows that if he stretches us far enough, once you get used to seeing the reward of God honoring the sacrifices that you make, there's nothing stopping you. There's nothing stopping you. I remember telling this story to a community church uh, a few months ago when Cor and I were in New York City, and um, Cor's going to hate me for saying this. Man, you know me. I get into trouble a lot. Hillary knows this. I get into a trouble a lot. But a few years ago, we were in New York City, and I told you guys a story. If you haven't heard it, it's just basically we were walking around New York City, and Cora, honestly, man, like, she would be paparazzi. I guarantee you, man, like just hunting down, chasing down celebrities. And we're in New York City, and she wants to find a celebrity. So we go to Soho, and we were there for hours, sitting outside a hotel. 
and I wanted to leave. I didn't care about seeing a celebrity. I'm like, why do you want to see a celebrity? Cora, we're married. Hello. And um, that didn't fly very well. But anyway, so, you know, <laughs> and, and so finally I was like, it's, let's go. And we start to leave after being there for hours outside of this hotel that the rumor was someone famous was coming. And then all of a sudden, as we're walking, I see these two vehicles come flying down, SUVs. And I'm like, Cora, they had cameras on the side. And I'm like, Cora, guaranteed that's, that's whoever it is. And so we ran back. And I mean, Cora just, man, she sprinted, man, like 100, 100 meter dash easy, man. Broke the world record for sure. Like she was just gone. And, and next thing you know, Rihanna came out. The thing is, is that that gave Cora a taste. And a few years later, when we went to L.A., and we're in L.A., and, of course, we're around Hollywood and all this kind of stuff. And, of course, what's Cora wanting to do? Of course, we're doing a bunch of stuff, and we're enjoying the city. But she was really hoping that we would see a celebrity. And, and it was funny because we went to uh, a, a certain uh, beach, and, uh, and uh, just before we flew out, her aunt and uncle wanted to take us there. And he said, a lot of the, uh, the L.A. Kings live in this area. You might see a hockey player. And we did. We saw a couple of hockey players. And I said, Cora, we, we finally saw our celebrity. And she's like, no, nah, man, those aren't celebrities. There's hockey players. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? So we get the airport, and Cora's a little, like, she's a little, like, oh, I didn't really see any celebrity, and, and I didn't bother arguing about the hockey player thing again, and you know, whatever. And, and then all of a sudden, as we're walking down the stretch of, of hallway to get to our spot to load up on the plane, all of a sudden, and forgive me because right now this is off the cuff. I didn't plan on telling this story, so I completely forget the name of the celebrity. But Cora, there was a celebrity who was walking down. And I, I noticed right away there was something different about this person. And I was looking at him going, boy, that, that person kind of looks famous. And all of a sudden, as I turn my head and I see them walking past me, I see Cora's eyes just like get so big and it's like oh, and she she throws her bags down beside me and she starts running uh to get this picture and 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 she got a blurry picture and that was just enough for her she's like i i i saw one i thought i saw one i went to la and i saw a celebrity let me tell you something when you get a taste of what god can do through your sacrifice it's not necessarily that it will get easier because I believe that every time God calls us to a sacrifice, there will be another level of sacrifice that he will ask us to stretch us. But when you taste and see what God can do through your sacrifice, you're looking for it. And you're waiting for the opportunity. And that is what Jesus is looking for. You can't have a movement of God. You can't do significant things in the kingdom of God without having a heart and a passion and a desire to surrender to the call of sacrifice that Jesus calls us to. You cannot, you cannot, and it's not because I can say that just out of practicality. I say it because those are his words. Those are his words. So that means I've got to rise up. He doesn't accommodate me. He stretches out his hand and he pulls me towards the alignment of my life to his. And so in the coming months and days, as we venture into 
you know, an unknown in general, but even more so not sure about COVID and restrictions and what will the church look like in ministry. It doesn't matter. It's all in his hands. You shouldn't be freaked out about it. Let the peace of God stir in your heart and let common sense resonate in your mind. But this will never stop the kingdom of God from moving and advancing. Jesus said it. Listen, it's forcefully advancing. It's still forcefully advancing. And he's looking for people that will get on board. And you walk in peace and you walk in confidence. Even this week, meeting somebody that I don't know very well, but just hearing their conversation, I thought, man, I am so glad that I do not live in your headspace. Just felt like the world is coming to the end. Well, listen, the scripture is clear that that will come one day. When Jesus returns, man, everything just begins to turn upside down for sure. But as a follower of Jesus, I walk in the peace of God. Not worried about it, not sweating it, not freaking out. But I can tell you that he's grabbing my focus and I hope he's grabbing yours today. And if you're worried about where we are, man, this is the moment you need to really seriously, if you're online watching this, if you can hear this from the amplification of the speakers and you don't need know Jesus, trust me, if you get to know them, you'll get to know peace and these certain things will not rattle you. They don't need to because he's a good, good father. And my salvation secures my eternity, so I'm not too concerned about that. But there's still a mission. There's still work to be done. There's still lives to be built up. There's still people to come to Jesus. There are people that are struggling and wrestling through things. God calls us. Whatever that sacrifice might be, I pray that you'd be willing to make it. And if not, I ask you to pray this prayer, that you, Holy Spirit, you would help me. Help me to get there. Help me to get there. Would you just take... 15, 20 seconds right now, wherever you are, in your car, in your home, maybe you're at the cottage, sitting in your basement, outside, whatever. Do you hear the words of Jesus today? Are you willing to make sacrifices as he calls? Am I willing to make those sacrifices? So I trust him. Because I want to move of God. I so desperately want to see a move of God in a season like this. Just to remind all of humanity, you can't stop Jesus. You just can't stop him. You just can't stop him. He's not hindered by restrictions, travel restrictions, travel bans. He's not restricted by technology or when technology doesn't work, delays, none of that, man.
none of that. Oh, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would carve in our heart, just carve out that that simple desire to sacrifice. Thanks for listening in to this week's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media to stay updated with everything Community Church. Also check us out at www.com.